Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. As always, I thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to the podcast and perhaps pass the information on to your friends. Uh, tap subscribe buttons, all that kind of fancy stuff. Uh, fortunately, today, it will not be like yesterday where I had to whip through a whole bunch of different articles. I still have seven tabs open. Some of these will be quick. Some are follow-up from previous news reports. There's just more information being released. Some of it... Um, it's just uh, uh, kind of confirming what actually I said when I first reported the news of that one. So we'll get it right into it. First one, a couple Apple things for you, for those of you who are Apple fans and users, because keep in mind, uh, a lot of people think, well, I have an Apple because it's much more safe. And the only reason for that is bad guys tend not to target it as much as Windows because the it used to be the market share was much less. Well, now the market share for Apple stuff is much higher. So bad guys are exploiting vulnerabilities. Well, there was a vulnerability that uh, impacts Apple's uh, iPhones, Macs, and Apples. And the good thing is it was, well, the bad thing is it was actively being exploited in the wild. However, Apple has created a patch. This is from securityfairs.com. Perlugi Paganini reporting. This is a real short one. Um, Apple fixed the actively exploited zero day, which is CVE 2024-23222, if you care about that kind of thing. Um, Apple released security updates to address a zero day vulnerability uh, that impacts iPhones, Macs, and Apple TVs. This is the first actively exploited zero day vulnerability fixed by the company this year. The vulnerability is a type of is a type confusion issue that resides in the WebKit. An attacker can exploit by this issue by tricking victims into busy maliciously crafted web content to achieve arbitrary code execution. Basically, that's this a long way to say if a bad guy sends you to a website and you click on the wrong thing bad things will happen like we tell you all the time is you got to be careful what you click got to be careful what you open you got to be careful what you look at because if there's code there that will target a vulnerability like it does in this case bad things can happen but you can fix it if you update um, your iOS for your phone and your iPad, your OS for your Mac stuff like that and I actually just looked on my I'm doing this on a Mac or at least I do my podcast up on a Mac and sure enough, there is an update. So once I'm done with this podcast, I will initiate that update, update my computer. And let's see if it's on my phone. Let me check the phone. Let's, let's, let's just see people. Let's uh, in real time, let's do a quick check of our phones to see if it is there. If you go to settings, hit general, hit software update, let it click around. It will say that, yes, indeed, there is an update. It's iOS 17.3. So you're going to want to do that as quickly as you can. Of course, there's always people have the risk that, hey, I do that. My battery slows down, all that kind of stuff. Just understand that if that happens, Apple will fix it ultimately. So you want to patch your Apple devices, you Apple users out there, of which I am one. Uh, this next one is from wired.com. Matt Burgess reporting. You need to turn on Apple's new stolen iPhone tool. So for those who don't know, there was a flaw within the way that Apple was had their iPhone set up where if, if someone was able to look over your shoulder, they had the ability to kind of ultimately take over your account because they would see what your passcode was for your phone. Then they'd steal your phone and go away and then they would do bad stuff. So in this new 17.3, it introduces what's called stolen device protection and it could stop iPhone thieves from taking over your accounts. Here's how you enable it right now. Apple today launched a new tool for iPhones to help reduce what a thief with your phone and pass 
code can access. This feature called stolen device protection adds extra layers of protection to your iPhone when someone tries to access or change sensitive settings on your device. If someone tries to access passwords stored in Apple's keychain, for instance, they won't be able to unless they also use a fingerprint or a, the phone's facial recognition to prove their legitimate order. Now, what bad guys were doing is they were stealing, they were watching people in bars unlock their phone, just kind of watch, kind of shoulder surfing. They would then steal the phone, use the unlock code, get in and do all sorts of bad stuff. So um, it says in London, a phone is stolen every six minutes. Subreddits are littered with people having their phones snatched by thieves. In some of the most extreme cases, crooks can also take the passcodes forcibly or by peering over someone's shoulder and then steal a phone, unlock it. Social media accounts, passwords, and financial data could all be a risk. So this new particular um, part of iOS 17.3, what it does, uh, it says that it, uh, what does it do here? The stolen iPhone protection is likely to act as another barrier, put more pressure on thieves when targeting victims. This is some global guy said, whatever. When you, here's what it says. When you turn on the stolen device protection, Apple puts extra limits on some settings when your iPhone is added, is, isn't at a familiar location, such as your home or work. If someone unlocks the phone and tries to change these settings, they'll have to use face ID or touch ID. So the thief has if the thief has your phone or passcode, they won't be able to change the settings unless they also have your biometric data. So that's a form of two-factor authentication. So now if you have it, you're trying to change it and you're at home or you're at work, you don't have to deal with it because the the phone knows it's in a it's in a common location. So that's, you know, obviously if you have a location setting on it, it kind of knows those things. So if you have, if you update your when you go to update the phone to the new iOS, which is the one that's new today. You want to go to the settings app, scroll to face ID and passcode, then to stolen device protection and switch it on. That's all you got to do. And you will be much safer for it. All right. As happens every once in a while, we get what's called the mother of all breaches. Now, it's not a new breach per se. It is just a leak of other data breaches all collated into one place. So this is from cybernews.com, Belias Petkowskis reporting. Mother of all breaches, a historic data leak reveals 26 billion with a B record. That's more information than there are people on earth. So that's pretty awesome. So what's exposed, you ask? A supermassive leak contains, this supermassive leak contains data from numerous previous breaches comprising an astounding 12 terabytes of information spanning over a mind-boggling 26 billion records. The leak is almost certainly the largest ever discovered. Now keep in mind, this is not some new data breach. They take data, data, known data breaches that already exist and they put this all into one file that they then try to sell online. Um, so this says that um, Bob Dayachenko, a cybersecurity researcher and owner at securitydiscovery.com together with the cyber news team has discovered billions upon billions of exposed records on an open instance whose owner is likely is unlikely to ever be Identify. You can check if your data was exposed exposed in historic data breaches using the Cyber News Data Leak Checker. So there's actually a link in the article you can go to. Put in your email and you'll see where your data was lost. It's going to be similar to haveibeenpwned.com. Um, however, the researchers believe the owner has a vested interest in storing large amounts of data and therefore is likely a malicious actor, data broker, or some service that works with large amounts of data. So again, nothing new. You didn't have anything new, really, but it just is, it gets more effort. This is what bad guys use to do password spraying because chances are, let's say, for example, there's a listing here of, of leaked records with more than 100 million bits of information. So Tencent and Weibo lead the way with 1.5 billion, 504 million um, directly. So chances are you are not listening to this in China. So it's not a big deal for most of you. But then again, there's MySpace. So remember MySpace? Yeah. 360 million records. So if you're a MySpace user, information's out there. Twitter, 281 million. Uh, what else we got here? LinkedIn, 251 million. Uh, what else we got? Adobe, 153. MyFitnessPal, 151. Canva, 143. Those are all things that I use. So the key 
here is ideally you have become aware that, that those data breaches occurred if you are a user of those sites and have hence changed your password. If you have not, that is a bad thing. So there was another article, I don't have it listed here, but I read today that it talks about, um, you know, the things that people aren't doing to, and that's why cyber bad stuff continues to happen. It's all the basic stuff. They, they use the same password over and over again. Don't turn on multi-factor authentication. They click links are not supposed to, all the same stuff, right? But again, keep in mind, 7 billion people in the world. If you're listening to this podcast, you're one of those people who don't do those things. Likely you have different passwords for your different accounts. You have multi-factor authentication. You're less likely to be a victim, which is why I'm writing a book all about this to help the other people do that. And again, it's, it's that particular book. And I'm sorry, I'm doing some self-promotion here. will not be, have any grand plan for how to, to fix the cyber problem. It'll just give people who don't pay attention a quick roadmap on how to protect themselves and, and make themselves less likely to be a victim. If you're interested in being a, a beta reader of that before I publish it, let me know. I'll put you on the list and you can read it for free and tell me that it sucks or tell me it's good or whatever. I do have a cover. It's kind of cool looking, but anyway, uh, that's enough self-promotion. All right, let's move on. North Korean government hackers target individuals of interest, InfoSec professionals. This is from cyberscoop.com. AJ Vincennes reporting. The hacking unit is tasked with gathering strategic intelligence. North Korean government hackers focused on gathering strategic intelligence have carried out a series of campaigns against media organizations and high profile experts in the country's affairs while also preparing a campaign like designed to target cybersecurity researchers, according to a new report from Cinelabs. I don't, that's an interesting paragraph because it says in the country's affairs, I assume it's the U.S., but doesn't really say who it is, but okay. The hacking unit tracked as Scarcroft and believing to be working out of the North Korea Ministry of State Security was observed targeting, targeting the same experts repeatedly over November and December. Um, researchers Alexander Malentkoski and Tom Hogo reported Monday. The operation's targets were sent phishing emails that if executed sought to install the rock rat backdoor. As part of the research, they retrieved malware in the planning and testing phases that used a technical research report on another long-running North Korean hacking group as a decoy, uh, likely an upcoming campaign set to target cybersecurity professionals. So ideally, they're trying to target people who should know better. But as we know, someone always clicks a link. That's the key, right? This, these work because someone always clicks a link. So if you are a cybersecurity professional, just know North Korea is coming looking for you. So be, atten be attentive, pay attention, be careful what you click. Um, be very leery of unsolicited emails. All right, ArsTechnica.com. This was just an interesting headline. I'm going to talk about it a whole lot. Uh, but John Brodkin reporting, robocall with artificial Joe Biden voice tells Democrats not to vote. Fake Biden voices urges New Hampshire Democrats to, to skip um, tomorrow's primary or today's primary ready an anti-voting robocall that seems to use an artificially generated version of president joe biden's voice is being investigated by the new hampshire attorney general office the call sent out sunday told democrats to avoid voting in the primary on january 23rd so again there's more to this but this is basically just the use of ai to do bad things spread misinformation and we're going to see all of this and a lot more of it as the election season draws near to November. So again, just be aware of it. If you get a phone call from someone who sounds like someone you think they are, and they tell you to do something that sounds stupid, just understand it's probably not real and don't do what the stupid thing says. So pay attention again. And the key thing here, right, is if you're listening to this podcast, tell this 
to other people in your family who probably aren't cyber savvy, paying attention or listening to the podcast, who wouldn't know and who would hear this, something like this and believe it, right? There's a lot of people believe you have a trust. I'm not saying a trust problem, but a lot of people trust, just are generally trustworthy of, of other people when those people are not trustworthy and bad things can happen. So just again, just let other people know not to do them. Uh, this is a follow-up from the Lone Depot ransomware attack we talked about last week. It now says that this attack exposes sensitive data of 16.6 million customers. So if you are a Lone Depot customer, know that here's what has been compromised. Let's see if it says... Um, the company has determined an unauthorized third party can act. Yeah, of course, obviously the weekend ransomware attack forced the company to take some of its systems offline, causing mayhem for many of its customers. Uh, here's a, here's a, here's a kicker line. As part of the updated statement, Lone Depot CEO, Frank Martel said the billion dollar company sincerely regretted any impact the breach had on its customers. You know what? If you got a billion dollars, you can afford good cybersecurity that this doesn't happen, but here we are, here we are talking about all of this silliness. Again, um, now it, one thing it doesn't say is what data was brief, what data they have, but you can probably figure they have user, you have your name, social security number, all the typical stuff that you don't want them to have. Hopefully there'll be more information coming. They did a, a SEC filing as they're required to do. Um, they did say late fees would be waived due to delay in making digital payments on a servicing website. So you got that going for you if you couldn't make a payment to your loan. Um, but this is the not the last we'll see of a mortgage company having a problem. And lastly, just so I can laugh, this is from cybernews.com. Stephanie Shepard reporting. You, uh, SEC's X account hacked with SIM swapping, the agency said. So um, the SEC, uh, let's see, the Security and Exchange Commission has revealed hackers had hijacked its telephone lines via a technique called SIM swapping to compromise its official X account on January 10th. Um, the SEC also said that six months prior to the attack, staff had removed an added layer of protection known as multi-factor authentication. It did not restore it until after the January 9th attack. Fantastic. Freaking geniuses in the government can't even do the simple things. Not a surprise. If you want to find out about the SIM swapping, you can see that. But I mean, it, this is a common thing. Um, and basically they gain control of a telephone number by having it reassigned to a new device. So they got someone's phone number, they did a SIM swap, and then they accessed their X account because they knew the password because it was probably in the mother of all breaches that we talked about earlier. They were then able to change the password, get access to the, to the, the account and then post silly stuff. So turn on multi, the, the key part here, social media, turn on multi-factor authentication. You'll be happy you did. That's going to do it for the uh, quick look at cyber news today. All the articles in this podcast are linked in the show notes if you wish to review them. As always, if you have thoughts, questions, comments, feel free to email me, Darren at thecyberguy.com. I love to interact with folks, so please send me an email. I, I'd love to know there's people out there. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your day. We will talk again tomorrow. Deep Dive, or yeah, Deep Dive Wednesday coming up. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.